You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to a special festive episode of Line Noise. It's been a long year and it is time to relax with some Christmas house music. And who better to bring it than Finn, the Manchester producer and DJ who has capped a fantastic year with the release of No More Coal, a Christmas dance record, a full-on festive house music experience. Um, I spoke to him about what makes house Christmassy. Olives, you're not alone. Manchester music clubbing at Christmas and who he would invite to Christmas dinner. Martin Booty Spoon, Jordan or Masters at Work. The answer to that and much more resides inside. So, so Finn, we're approaching the end of the year. Um, How has 2022 been for you? 2022 has been good for me i think i think it's been great actually i've i've yeah i'm trying to um i guess i'm starting the process of looking back on 2022 so this was the first year i i quit my day job in last december so this is my first year having worked done music full-time so i've I've made it to the end and i think that's like there's something to be said for that um regardless of how it all went uh i just yeah i managed to get through but yeah it's been it's been really good fun um released a lot of records i've been working on music um yeah i just felt like I've, I've managed to immerse myself in dance music this year in a way that i was struggling to previously has it really changed things going full-time um yeah i don't feel <laughs> yeah i I'm, i don't have as much existential dread throughout <laughs> the week um <laughs> i feel more yeah i guess i've got more time to like listen to dance music um I feel like I have more ideas. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm rushing to do things after work. I mean, I got, I think a lot of people have this experience where I just completely crashed out of, I was quite happy with the nine to five for many years, but I completely crashed out of that sort of environment because of working in my bedroom during lockdown and everything felt very oppressive. And I was struggling to think outside of the walls of my own room. So yeah, I think this is, I needed this year to just be like, all right, I'm just going to throw a load of club nights. Um, work with some work with some cool people on some music and uh yes but just making house music on my laptop so yeah mission accomplished in that sense. <laughs> that's good to hear uh and some of that house music uh is no more coal a christmas dance record um which was released was it december the 7th 9th um yeah it was, the 7th. It was last wednesday yeah is this the first full house music album um of christmas songs um yeah prob- well probably not <laughs> probably not actually if you went digging you probably would find another one i've been looking i've been looking for other i mean uh, yeah i've been looking for dance music christmas records for ages it's been like a bit of a pet project or something i find interesting um and there's not yeah there's not a ton of like dance music christmas records because i think dance music probably has a preoccupation with like coolness that doesn't really <laughs> like click with doing a sort of christmas a genuine christmas album um i found it recently by a guy called ron hall who's like an old detroit he was like a producer for he was a producer in um motown like a studio producer during motown and then he cut dub plates for like mike mike banks and stuff so he was like um in his 60s and he made a dance music techno 12 inch four tracks of carols with massive techno hoofers underneath 
Um, so there's clearly, yeah, there's kindred spirits out there, but it's not, yeah, it's not well-trod territory, I don't think. Well, you say you don't find many sort of Christmassy house records. Um, the last few years, um, you and Jordan have, have basically put together excellent uh, mixes, Joy to the World, um, which basically Christmas-ish house music. Um, is that hard to find? No, not really. I, th- I think once you get into a, a, there's a really rich theme of, I would say, um, you, early UK house and techno, sort of bleepish stuff and a lot of like New York garage house that sounds really, and, and just UK garage in general, that sounds really joyful. And there's a really sort of, I was trying to describe this to someone because it's not, I guess it's, uh, I'm so deep into this now. This is now, I do associate these sounds really deeply with Christmas. There's a real sentimentality. There's a real sort of um, uh, romanticism. And it's not just, I mean, obviously, and there's also loads of organs and shakers and bells and um, sort of, I guess, slightly digitized versions of like traditional um, Christmas sounds that you might find on like a traditional Christmas record. But yeah, there's definitely there's a there's a this whole vibe that me and Jordan have been trying to mine, which is a really like bittersweet, sentimental, slightly um I guess like a, a sincere um and emotional element to old house music that you can you can really like tie to Christmas if you if you arrange them right, if you put them all together. So this is this is really what this album's playing into. Cause I think some people are gonna put it on and go, oh well. There's not like sleigh bells from the get go, or like there's not. <laughs> it's not like what's the word? Um, roasting chestnuts on an open fire. That yeah. So may, it's maybe a little bit more niche than I'm letting on in that sense, but yeah, that's the premise. So I wanted to ask, what specifically makes Deep Dishes stay gold Christmassy for you? Is it just the name, the sort of gold uh, kings reference, or is there something something more to it? And I I say that because that that was one I think that was on your last. Joy to the World mix series, and I was very, very pleased to to hear it. But what what makes it Christmassy? So deep dish that that's a Jordan pick for the record. So right, Jordan has picked this one out as Christmassy. But I think I I just think me and Jordan found that we were sort of trading. It, I, the idea came from me saying to Jordan, "Have you ever heard a dance music record and thought this sounds Christmassy?" And I think I started with this series called Piano City Productions, which do like big piano house versions of. They do like want to dance with somebody and it's like huge, no holds barred, um, big sort of major key um, piano. Yeah, big piano house uh, records with a real sort of like joyful festive. There's a festivity there. There's like a sort of a communal festivity that it feels like it's drawing from. So I started sending to Jordan. Jordan would be sending me... um, tracks they thought felt Christmassy as well immediately we found all right we both like we both have the same sound in our head like we're not we're not at odds and we both have immediately knew exactly what the others the other was talking about so yeah three years in we've been I mean deep dish stay gold I actually don't know off the top of my head terribly because uh, that was one of Jordan's picks but I think there's a real yeah there's a real sort of I don't want to say, can I say magic? That makes you sound like... Of course you can uh, say magic, sorry. yeah. It's Christmas. Makes you sound, oh. um, sound like Michael Winterbottom, though, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, magic, maybe. Um, there's Yeah, there's just a sort of like um, an atmosphere in some of these old records that I think ties into a lot of, 
I guess, stuff you might find in early rave anyway. Like it's festive, it's sentimental, it's uh, joyous. I, joy is probably the best word. Joy to the world, what we call the mix series. There's a real joy tied to a lot of these records, um, which I associate with Christmas for better or worse. Did you choose uh, M people as well? See, that's Jordan as well. You've picked all the right, yeah. right. But this is it. Like, so Jordan picked M, M, M people, um, which again, I think like there is something, there's something about that that size, the chorus being so big in that track and it being such a big, um, it feels like a huge release. I, it feels almost like, I think the big dance anthem can get towards sort of Christmas Carol feeling in that it's, it's like, it's a huge like release of, energy joy praise i don't yeah i mean i, I hopefully people are coming with us on this but <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm totally with you in fact one of my one of my pleasures is when you uh release the joy to the world i like to not look what's on it and just sort of like go for a walk listening to it and then see what actually comes out and i'm always like very pleasantly surprised um because i don't know if i think house is christmasy or if i've always thought that or if you've just convinced me of that i can't remember what came first um which leads me on to the question, what is the most Christmassy musical genre? God, what is the most Christmassy musical genre? Um, I think I think a lot of people are going to have their own associations. What's the most Christmassy music genre is probably what you hear, what you hear in your home at Christmas, right? So for me, for many years, my dad, as some as a little bit of a joke, but also as a serious Bob Dylan fan, has played the Bob Dylan Christmas album every single year on christmas day so i've i've got like a i now associate bob dylan with being back for christmas is it christmasy music no not really i mean the bob dylan christmas album is deranged it's like it's a really weird record um and it's a hard listen which is i think why he puts it on <laughs> but like that's why i that's sort of how you find your own christmas sounds and to me this is a little um like these joy to the world mixes that's like this is a tradition I've started with Jordan that I will, I will, hopefully we will continue for many years, even if we both, even if we both stop releasing them or whatever happens. I think that, yeah, for many years to, to come, we will still send each other YouTube links for this sound. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, I think uh, there's a 90s house has a really genuinely Christmas vibe to it. I, I, Olive, you're not alone was the yeah. one I was thinking about. I think that sounds like a Christmas record. I think the way that's constructed, the space, it could be performed in a church. It sounds like it should. It sounds like religious almost, um, in the way it's conceived. So, yeah, I think there's something in that. Also, you're not alone is quite a festive message, isn't it? You know, you should be. You shouldn't be alone. You should be with people and your family and, and friends or whatever. Yeah, but then I think that's. I, yeah, I think that's what '90s rave is often getting at in a lot of ways isn't it that 90s rave is it's about togetherness joy celebration despite adversity and there's usually a lot of pain in these records as well which i feel like that to me that sort of feels like christmas does always feel like it's a break but it's also a time where it's part it's one of the hardest times of the year for a lot of people so i think you can you tap into this sort of thing that dance music's really good at which is like a bittersweet rough with the smooth celebration despite pain and adversity and i think that's maybe if we're thinking about why house music feels christmasy it's because it is about togetherness and joy and celebration 
and release of um, pent-up energy, despite the fact that the whole country's going to crap or whatever, and like <laughs> people are struggling and that. Do, do you know what I mean? Though that there's yeah. like there's a feeling there's a feeling in that that you can sort of trace across maybe how you feel at Christmas that it's you know it's not a, it's not a uh, it's not an easy time of year. So I think yeah, I think there's a few there's a few things within Christmas music or playing house music in that in that format in that space that um makes sense to me anyway in the way i perceive house music and uh following on from what is the most christmasy musical genre what is the least and i have to warn you i've thought about this one a lot and i think i have the definitive answer the least christmasy musical genre god the least christmasy musical genre um probably i think I think it's probably just like just vibeless music, isn't it? It's, it would have to be something really um, technically proficient, but without any <laughs> without any heart. So, God, I don't know. What did what did what did you come up with? Dubstep. Nothing. Nothing dubstep. Christmassy. Like be good dubstep, bad dubstep. Nothing Christmassy about it. I just doesn't feel Christmassy at all to me. Although or, maybe night is quite. Let's yeah, but immediately, what about? Um... Oh, what's it called? Peverlist. What's uh? Is it rolling? What's the Peverlist tune? Peverlist. Roll with the punches. Is roll, that... roll with the punches. Doesn't that have a bit of the Christmas? Uh, what's the word? There's a bit of space in that mix. It could be. You could see that played in a church on Christmas Eve, couldn't you? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think write any genre off. Someone, someone can, someone can find the spirit anywhere. Do you know? What? I thought a lot about but this, maybe... and you've you've just proved me wrong. I reckon because uh, and actually. <laughs> As soon as I said, I thought, well, Benger and Koki um, night is is quite Christmassy in a way, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, there's a little bit of space there, a bit of reverb, there's an organ, or um, there's that early Benger and Koki, the Judgment as well, which has all the choirs, choir noises. Anyway, I don't mean to, I don't mean to immediately contradict you. No, but... you, you, you. Well, I'm contradicting myself. Um, I don't have an answer. Maybe, maybe, maybe Tech House then. If it's something that, that is, or maybe business techno, it's not technically a genre of music, but yeah. you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of dance music that is incapable of Christmas spirit, um, but you'll know it when you hear it. That's all I'll say. So you started recording No More Coal in August, correct? Was it sort of like full on Mariah Carey? Uh, you know, dim the lights, put on you know a jacket, and look at you know videos of a fireplace, or not so extreme um no not so extreme but i did yeah i decided i wanted to do a christmas album in um august sort of no, sort of by accident i guess i was i was sort of playing with um a lot of these didn't end up on the record but i was playing with a lot of like gospel gospel um or like yeah sort of like motown adjacent sort of gospel uh vocals just toying around with a lot of those and i, I was thinking I'm sort of playing into like the stuff me and John play around Christmas. So I decided, well, just do it. Like, just go. If you want to write another cassette, which is what I wanted to do, I just had a cassette out in, I think it was March or April. So I decided if you're going to write another cassette, just write, write the Christmas record. If you want it to come out in December, that's that's a good hook. And once you've got, I I think like I've, I've really enjoyed writing music this year in that, that format of just saying, right, I have to write roughly nine tracks, 22 minutes each side. Like, how am I tying this together? Do, is there a loose theme? And I, yeah, I think 
not to, I, I'm not going to go down the road of just doing themed records, but it's it's a really nice exercise because what you can get, you can really get lost in that. You can stop, you can cut everything else out, and you can just be thinking about a specific feeling you're looking for. The same way when we're digging, you know, if you're digging for Christmas house tracks, I I wanted to try and find that same feeling in my own production. Whether it's been completely successful, I don't know if it's as, yeah, I don't know. Like, but if hopefully if people listen to the Joseph World mixes and listen to the record, they can see it's me trying to do the same thing but yeah since august that's been that's been me sat thinking about the christmas spirit <laughs> well so they say i think it's inspiration through limitation where you sort of limit what you're going to do you you have a very specific goal um and then rather than being faced with you could do anything it's like i've got to do this if you see what i mean yeah it definitely is yeah and i think I think especially in, I mean, not to immediately get what's the word, sound like some sort of music industry professional, but <laughs> I think in, in dance music or in all music, but in dance music especially, I think like the loss of formats and, yeah, the loss of formats is just, I think there's a lot of like amorphous gloop feeling to put music out into the world. Whereas this to me, I felt like, all right, I've put a point on it. I've put like a, you know, I can sharpen the edge of what I'm writing. It's going to be Christmas music and for better or worse, that's what I'm going to work on until December, until we put it out. So, yeah, I, I find I find it a really helpful exercise in writing some, uh, yeah, writing some dance music. Because I, I mean, especially with dance music, the way I make music is a lot of it's sample led. But I don't really, I'm, I don't really think about it very much. I'm quite, I try not to like. I don't have a process. I wouldn't be able to describe you how I make music necessarily because I'm sort of just trying to feel trying to approach it as quite a naive sort of exercise that I don't think about it too much. So I was really just trying to like follow, follow a Christmas feeling in however I imagine it. So yeah, I found it useful. I thought it was a nice exercise, but I don't think I'll ever do it again. Truthfully, <laughs> you can't do a second Christmas record. Can you? Has anyone uh, done that? Maybe. maybe oh God. Yes. Yeah. 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 There's absolutely uh, loads, but I think people do do it every year. It's kind of, is it, I think it's more of an American thing. Maybe like, I think a lot of, Sort yeah. of American country singers do like a Christmas album every every single year, but oh yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, the, yeah, the American country Christmas album. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I'll. Um, I don't think I'll do it next year, but <laughs> we'll see. Depends how festive this year is. What's the appeal of cassettes, by the way, for you? Um, I guess. Well, I, I mean, I've been. I know, I guess championing is the wrong word, but like I've been telling everyone who listen that there's an amazing, there's just an amazing amount of music coming out of Manchester, not just on cassette. There's some records as well, but Boomcat, which is a record stopping shop in Manchester, has fostered like a really amazing scene and really, um, me, Michael J. Bloods, Socketheads, the label Youth, uh, Tom Boogism, obviously. And putting out cassettes. I don't know. There's just like a bunch of artists have found that actually cassettes. There's a there's an audience of people who like listening to long form dance music projects on cassette. And you can get you send off to you finish it, you send it off, you get it back in a week, and you can move quickly with it. I didn't finish this Christmas record until like the week before it came out. Literally, I handed it in, and then a week later we got the cassettes back. Uh, you know, I, there's so I feel like. A lot of the uh, issues people have with vinyl taking so long and the, um, the investment and the amount of money you have to put in. I think cassettes allow you to realise a format and realise like a physical design, but not be tied to these like outrageous waiting times and wait months at a time. You can 
you know, you can work quickly and you can get stuff released quickly. And there's in Manchester, there's like, an, yeah, Boomcat, as I said, that's a really amazing place to support this. And, you know, they're, they're hosting a lot of these tapes and you can get, you know, I just feel like there's a bit of a, not that we're all working on the same type of music, but there's a bit of a world emerging where, yeah, it, there's, you, yeah, if you, if you tune in, you can get some amazing forward thinking. I mean, not that I make forward thinking music, <laughs> everyone else makes forward thinking music, but lots of like really exciting new dance music coming out on cassette and you feel like you can buy it, pay for it and support the artist and you'll get something physical back that's been designed and released with care. So that's, that's loosely, that's, that's my elevator pitch for cassettes. I mean, I wish, I wish more people genuinely wish more people in dance music or in dance music generally would buy a cassette player and start putting cassettes out because it feels like to me that feels like the fabric of my experience with dance music this year a lot has been a lot of it has been on cassette so that's um yeah I, i'm trying to enjoy that while it's here have you ever tried to mix two songs on cassette no i would love to it looks really good fun what with the little when you stick your fingers into the little uh uh, who's it who used to do it? Is it DJ? He was from Bristol, wasn't he? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I used to attempt to do it when I was about 12 uh, and it never <laughs> never really worked, but it was good fun. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a bunch of people do it. No, I, I haven't. I guess, yeah, I haven't. I guess um, a lot of a lot of dance music on cassette would, I mean, yeah, I don't think I ever would, actually. I, I use it. I've also, I bought a cassette player for my living room. So I listen to cassettes in my living room on my sofa. And that is now that's turned into my main format for listening to listening to new releases in a way that I de- I didn't develop with vinyl. I guess vinyl's not really my generation. So, but for home listening, I'm a big you know big cassette guy now. So yeah, that's my um, maybe that'll be my uh, New Year's revolution resolution. Sorry, keep buying cassettes next year. You mentioned Manchester recently. I think it was before we were recording. I was saying that I used to live in Manchester. And I absolutely I, I love the city um it looks to me uh, i try to keep a you know big eye on everything coming out of manchester um even though i live very far away it looks to me like lots of stuff is happening there um lots of artists djs parties is is it really healthy there at the moment um i think so i i mean yeah i think yeah i mean not to get all chippy northern about it but i think manchester's the the absolute heart and soul of electronic and dance music in the UK. I think like, uh, yeah, I just think up here there's an incredible array of artists and talent and it's not a big city. So, you know, you can, you can navigate it very easily. Um, But yeah, there's, there's loads going on. Lots of people doing really interesting stuff and we've got some really great institutions supporting it. Like Boomcat, like the White Hotel Soup, um, NTS Manchester, other, you know, there's loads of hubs. Is it is it healthy? I I don't know. I don't think it gets enough attention off. Um, I don't think it gets enough attention off mainstream music press by any metric. And I think um, it doesn't get enough money or I guess attention and support from I, some of the some of the I guess some of the infrastructure that exists in London. So for better or worse, I think we've got a bit of an underground DIY thing going on. Just just because you know that's that's the only show in town but um yeah it's great it's really good um i if you yeah if, if you come up to manchester if anyone comes up to manchester it's really good clubbing the white hotels probably the best clubbing experience you can have in the uk probably um 
and yeah, every, everyone should do it if they get the opportunity. Um, but you know, same pressures as everything else. Clubs are going to start shutting. Property developers ruining everything. Standard, yada yada. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of clubbing, um, do you go out clubbing at Christmas, or are you more of a sort of stay on the sofa, watch Doctor Who kind of person? No, I definitely go out clubbing at Christmas. I think that's the best time for clubbing, really. Really, I mean, summer, yeah, summer and Christmas are the two best times to go clubbing. And this isn't a slight. I'm not saying this because I don't don't like clubbing with students, but there is a special thing when all the students go home and it is just people it's people living in manchester who've grown up well people whose city it is who aren't students studying there and you, it suddenly changes the uh changes the fabric of your clubbing audience and it's not as young you will get locals local heads and people who maybe people who've come back as well for christmas yeah you get yeah there's a certain special energy about going out at christmas Plus, no one, no one hangs out in the smoking area because it's absolutely blitz. So you've got, you've got to go indoors as fast as possible. So on a, a Christmas house track, is that a peep show sample? And are you a fan? <laughs> no, it isn't. It's, uh, is it not? it's Alan Rickman. It's Alan Rickman from Love Actually. Oh, right. You know, so, in, it sounds... you know in Love Actually when he gets, he gets outed and she realises he's bought the necklace for someone else? I've never seen Love Actually, from. I'm afraid. Oh come on! <laughs> it's like a Christmas foul. I've never, I've never seen it. Oh, it's awful, but it's really worth watching. Yeah, it's a terrible film, but yeah, me and my friends have always been obsessed with that Alan Rickman quote, quote where he describes himself as a classic fool. It's just pure Alan Rickman. Like no one would ever say that in real life. Um, but yeah, a bit of an inside. No, not an inside joke. It's a very popular film, but me and my friends, we've quoted that classic fool line for many years. So. Little nod, to, little nod towards my friends growing up, I guess. So obviously, you you've made um, an album of Christmas songs, uh, and it's been getting really good reception. Um, but in a more sort of general way, in more sort of people, you know, pop charts, that kind of thing, there hasn't been, I don't think, a really big new Christmas song, a la Mariah Carey, um, Slade, Wizard, etc., in in a long while. Um, Unless I've missed something, I don't think they have. But why do you think that um, is? I was talking to someone about this recently. What the last one was, we said it might even be the darkness. Do you remember the darkness? Oh yeah, dark, yeah, 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 yeah. We think that might be the last proper canonical big Christmas tune. I don't know. I think. I think. I don't know. I was saying to someone. I mean, yeah. I've having just released a Christmas album. This is going to sound completely up myself now. <laughs> what I think makes a successful good christmas record but i think like a lot of pop music or a lot of me i guess a lot of music generally there's a bit uh, trying to find something that sits perfectly between sincerity and earnestness and also not taking itself too seriously like if you listen to paul mccartney um wonderful christmas time that's He's being completely sincere, but it doesn't take it's not doesn't take itself seriously. It's not austere. And I feel like a lot of modern records seem to either be completely over the top earnest, sickly too much, or just totally ironic or tongue-in-cheek, or not quite, yeah, talking out the side of their mouth a little bit. So yeah, I think I think it's a bit of a lost art. This this, you know, you've got to, you've got to pitch it right down the middle in terms of do something sincere, but don't don't make it too uh what's the word? Too earnest, too 
Saka in. So yeah, I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure someone someone will release a, a big Christmas record in the next few years. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. It's been too long. Been far too long. Yeah, maybe also records aren't as people don't listen to the radio as much anymore, do they? So it's not like you wouldn't get a, a Christmas record that is completely inescapable because people's listening habits have changed. So maybe, yeah, may, maybe we've just, we've broken the format of a big Christmas tune. I hope not. Hopefully we get like a big stupid Christmas record off someone. I hope As, so. Burial did it. Burial keeps doing Christmas records. Oh, that's right? true. That's true. Yeah, that, that, he, what, what year was it? 2013, he released that EP just before Christmas that was really, really Christmassy, I thought. Yeah, Rifle Dealer and that track, Hiders, um, I love that record. That's one of my favorite favorite records from this time of year. So it's not a big pop Christmas record, but yeah, I think that yeah, that's a bit of an alternative Christmas classic. So thank you, Burial. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, all right. Who would you invite for Christmas dinner if you can only invite one? Uh Martin right. Booty Spoon, Jordan, or Masters at Work? Christ. I'm not I'm not here for the easy questions. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. I mean, I'd love to meet Masters at work. Whether I want to meet him over Christmas dinner, it's a bit too formal. I probably <laughs> I'd probably like to like go out for cocktails with Masters at work. Um Christmas drinks. Um it'd have to be Jordan. Jordan's my one of my oldest and closest friends. And um I yeah, I think that's what that I yeah, it feels like I'm slighting Martin Boots doing here. I would host either either of the any of the aforementioned names for Christmas dinner, but I think Jordan, I would um yeah, I could actually see Jordan having Christmas dinner with me in a in a practical sense as well. So yeah, I'm gonna say Jordan. I think I think I think that's fair enough, given the sort of Christmas mixes you've done yeah. together. That that kind of makes sense. Yeah, plus we're both up in the north of the UK for Christmas generally. So uh, you know, in terms of trains and stuff like that, I'm a very practical person in that sense. So I think if you introduce practicalities, you get off the hook a bit. It's like, yeah, Martin, I would love to, but you know, you're you're based uh, in in Canada yeah. or London or wherever he's based these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Montreal. I'd love to do uh, Christmas in Montreal. That'd be something though, wouldn't it? Skiing on Christmas Day. <sighs> someone did. Someone did tweet us and say because Martin Bootspoon's on the records. Did a little Christmas, um, a little Christmas uh, vocal Tyree Cooper style. But um, someone said we should have done a last Christmas style wham video. <laughs> In the out, all in all in one, pink and blue onesies. So yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll achieve that next year. Maybe there's still time. There's still time. There's still time. Yeah, there's still time. And so, what have, what have you got planned for for the new year when 2023 rolls around? Um, I've got a I've got a new single I'm going to put out early in the new year with a singer called Love Scene, who I'm really huge fan of. Um, so Love Scene's going to be. Uh, yeah, we've, we've made a record together. It's going to come out some point early next year. So I'm just going to keep going. I think I'm, yeah, I'm quite enjoying writing and releasing music at the moment. I don't know if it's, yeah, hopefully it's finding an audience. I feel like I've had a nice year of um, nice, some nice feedback, and it feels like people people have enjoyed these cassettes. So I might just keep going and see if I can keep keep releasing music at a fairly quick pace because I think it suits me. But um, yeah. Um, working on some music with some pals i want to i want to release a lot of like collaborative stuff next year because i think i've been a bit indulgent this year maybe and stayed stayed at home making records by myself so yeah that's the plan lots more parties there'll be lots more parties in manchester i've got another season of parties at soup in the basement which is just me back to back with another dj so i'm going to keep that going 
Um, a party called, which is my party with Anna's uh, Chunky Jungle Joe and Tom Boogism. We're going to return uh, triumphantly in the new year. So we're going to have a bunch of new, bunch of more parties at the White Hotel. Yeah, I'm just. I feel like I've started quite a lot of stuff this year, so I'm quite excited to just follow some threads as well. See where stuff goes. Um, yeah, keep 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 on keeping on, I guess. And one final thing, keeping with the the, the Christmas spirit, um, you have been declared king. Do you know? I almost I almost wrote queen. I was like, oh Christ, it's all changed. You've been declared. You've been declared yeah. king. Um, what is your Christmas message for us all? The Christmas message. Yeah. Oh. God, I don't know. I just, I just, uh, I just abdicate immediately. I'd, <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I'd do. Huge drama. I'd be like, right, here we go, Christmas address, and then I'd throw, I'd have my little, what's the word, cue cards of what I'm going to say, and I'd throw them in the air and announce that I was abdicating in the most dramatic thing the monarchy has ever done. Um, yeah, that's what I'd do. Yeah, do you? I don't. I don't. I've never watched any of that. I mean, I've yeah. Probably I've got Irish families. So never, <laughs> never watched any, of, never watched any of the Queen's speech or any of that. I know a lot of people do, but um, I don't even know what it is. I've never watched one. I don't know what she says or like what he's going to say this year. Is it just? Is it just a recap? Is it like a sort of? How, here's how far we've come. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I was forced to watch a few of them when I was a kid, but I haven't watched. Certainly, haven't watched any voluntarily, which means you know I haven't seen one in a good. Well, 20 plus years and right. generally when i've watched them that i've you know been feeling pretty indignant about it and wanting to get onto doctor who or something different um but yeah i, th I think basically that's it it's like this is what the year has been um this is my message and uh will this do <laughs> basically yeah. i get strong will this do vibes about it yeah. try again next year that's the <laughs> yeah it's hoping sick isn't it <laughs> <laughs> and on that note look it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for, for taking the time i hope you have a very very good christmas new year 2023 all the other uh all the other times of the year yeah thank you very much nice speaking to you too ben thank you for speaking to me um yeah you too merry christmas you're listening to radio primavera sound proudly presented by cupra